This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre Market Prep. With your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis stick with you. As always, uh, on today's show, Nikola got a big insider buy yesterday. The founder coming to Nikola's defense. We'll talk about that. We have earnings on our radar. Uh, Lenar from yesterday, FedEx, Adobe today. Uh, we got some guidance this morning uh, from Triple M, 3M. Uh, Nextera announced some guidance and a stock split. We have the Apple event today. Uh, so that is on our radar as well. Walmart Plus goes live today. That could be a big, uh, that could be the catalyst for Walmart today. We'll talk about that. Our guest is Tracy Reiniak. She is a stock strategist at Zach's Investment Research. She will join the show at 8.35. I will throw it to Joel now, who will update us on what is happening here exactly in the overnight trading session. Joel, take it away after you unmute yourself. Unmuted. Uh, good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to this Tuesday edition here on Triple Wedge Expiration Week. Uh, we're green. We're green by 22 and three quarters handles. Caught a bid right off that uh, 6 p.m. open. Pre-market low, 66 and a quarter. That's only six points below the close. Almost 30 handles away from that. Pre-market high, 33.99. Nothing there except the uh, psychological 3,400 level. We still got about 30 handles above that to get back half of that uh, move uh, from the all-time high basis the December contract down to last week's low. Uh, crude, trying to get off the mat here. That's up 43 cents at uh, 37.70. Gold working its way back to 2000, up 14.10 at 1977.80. And then silver, that's in the green too. Uh, up 38 cents at 27.73 and a half. And Bitcoin, Moving back towards 11000 here, up $180 at 10885 Uh Triple D, tell us how the uptick rule kind of helped you out yesterday. Well, let's just start with the Nikola news, and then we'll tell you about the trade. So let's go. A lot of news happening last night, obviously the last couple of days with Nikola. Kramer said my joke again yesterday, too. Anyways, NKLA, give us the news. Yeah, Form 4 filing from Trevor Milton, who was the chairman and the founder of Nikola last night, shows that he bought a little over 41,000 shares between 30.10 and 33.59 yesterday. Uh, and on top of that, there was also uh, reports uh, of an, an SEC investigation. And, and now I want to give credit to, and actually I wish I'd pulled it up, but I did see this from someone on Twitter uh, yesterday who had uh, keenly pointed out that if you, if you read between the lines in Nikola's uh, response to Hindenburg yesterday, they, they said, and actually I'll, I'll read from the statement here directly if I can. Um, they had said that we are, we've been in contact uh, with the SEC. Nikola intends to fully cooperate with the SEC regarding its, in, its inquiry into these matters. So they didn't quite say we're under SEC investigation, but I mean, who is, who intends to fully cooperate with the SEC if they're not under SEC investigation? So you, That's a good call. So you sort of had to read between the lines there to pick up on that. So there were reports that the company is under SEC investigation or that they're at, they're at, the SEC is doing something sniffing around there. Uh, so we have the, the Form 4 filing showing Trevor Milton bought some more shares yesterday. We got this talk about an SEC investigation. And we have Guy Dami on CNBC speculating that could GM pull out of this deal? I don't know. 
So multiple headlines happening, obviously, last night. After the bell, we find out, and Joel, you can see it on the charts. I believe that was after the bell, right? The insider purchase, was it not? What time did that come out? Yes, that was after the bell. So it comes out after the bell. Um, that's CEO. Is he the CEO? Oh, he's, he's the founder. He's not the CEO. Founder, okay. Founder buys more shares. Um, I'm like, okay, that's going to boost it up. So I bought the stock. Obviously, uh, founder buying the shares. I'm going to participate in that too. And I, you know, figuring it's going to probably move up substantially on that because it's a big vote of confidence. Uh, and then the news comes out. As you see investigation, I was like, uh-oh, got to sell that quickly. I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm figuring I'm going to lose a lot of money on it simply because, you know, obviously it's bad news. Anyways, the stock, <laughs> the uptick rule saves me because when a stock falls more than 10% uh, in, in a day, the, the, the alternative uptick rule comes into place for the remainder of that day and the following day. And we know, obviously, Nikola lost a substantial amount of money the, the prior day and then was moving around over 10% even yesterday. So it was still under the alternative uptick rule. So no, what that means is nobody can get short by hitting the bid. You have to get short on the offer. So I bring up Nikola, you know, figuring I'm going to lose a lot of money on this, and it's barely down because everybody's piled up on the offer. Like there's literally, I'm talking like 100,000 shares. This order's everywhere piling up on the offer. And this little bid sitting there where I'm like, oh, thank you very much because I'm actually long it. I didn't want to lose money. So I hit the bid and didn't even lose very much on it. So saved by the alternative uptick rule. I guess that's what it, it's designed to do is save the longs before the shorts can profit. Well, in this case, it's usually costing me because usually I'm trying to short the stock and I can't get short and I'm cussing. And in this case, I was actually long because of the insider buy, and I was able to get out. So I was able to get out around 35 bucks, and then I watched the thing fall all the way down into the 31 handle, yeah. and was thanking the, I was thanking the regulators for the alternative optic reel for the first time in my life. <laughs> Very interesting technical day yesterday. So people looking at this from a swing trade perspective uh you had a washout yesterday and it got under 30 dollars and it's a familiar area here uh back in um mid-august early august you made a bunch of lows under 30 so i don't know if that's uh you know some people trying to log down there or hindenburg uh you know covering their uh very uh very nice short position uh, but 29, what was the low from yesterday? I believe it was in the 28 handle, 28.75. So it did. So, you know, that's, that's a must hold level right now. And it rallied up to 36.90. Uh, the number, I'm going to use that number on the downside, 28.75. And then on the upside, I'm going to use 35.55. And you know why I'm going to use 35.55, Dennis and Spencer? No. That was the closing price the day before GM got involved, Right. 3555. So yep. And the next day it went to 5005 after trading up to 5456. So to me, this is back where it started from before the GM news. So if this GM deal is real and they're not a fraud company, they're actually making, you know, making trucks that work that you don't have to push, then this should stay, <laughs> stay above 30. If it's fine, you know, as much as I talk about, you know, a non believer in electric, you know, trucks and everything, that's a big level. So in between there, I think you're throwing darts. But um, 3555, the high yesterday, 3690, went off the board at 3579. I think you're going to have some few people who are short this thing using this opportunity to bring the short in. So I'm not, and obviously we're off the lows here as well, the overnight lows when we got down on the initial headline of the yep. 31 handle. So we bounced a little bit here. I think you do find support in those low 30s. And, you know, does that low hold? And in, in, in the low is significant that you're talking about there because you can look 28.75 and all those lows back in July and August right in the same area. I think it does hold. So from a technical trade, I actually probably would be a buyer of this. Again, I think I was talking the same way yesterday that I said I wouldn't put in my long-term portfolio. But as a trade, I kind of felt like a lot of the bad news was already baked in, and it actually turned around and rallied. It's kind of the same thing for me here. I mean, valuation is still nuts, so it's not going the long-term portfolio. But you know, if the market continues to show strength, I think eventually this will show strength as well. Is all the bad news baked in here? Well, we don't know. I mean, if the SEC uncovers some stuff, and that's the scary thing, if the SEC finds some other things, well, then obviously, you know, the bottom's the limit. So, I mean, it's difficult to just come in and buy a company when they're under an SEC investigation. But 
I don't want to be shorted anymore. I wouldn't want to be shorted. Uh, GM got off the mat, too. I mean, that came back to the point of origin, filled the gap uh, that it had from the day the announcement was made to trade up to 33. So that that came back down to, you know, a good area of support. Now that's rallying, too. So do not mind either of these styles. There's so much new. You know, you just got to keep your head on the swivel. Unless you're just in it, you're taking your position, you're saying, hey, I get stopped out at 28, I get stopped out at 28. But, yeah, uh, yeah interesting. Interesting chart. I mean, I'm kind of – it's not like the uh, – it's just the story doesn't end it. I don't see it ending anytime soon. Let's go to Apple. It's a huge day for them here. We've got the Apple event, going to unveil the new watch. Stocks trading up 2% here in the pre-market. We know these things like to trade up ahead of the events. Today appears to be no exception for AAPL. Is there – what time is this uh, event there, uh, Mr. It, it's Israel? It's always the same time. It's always 10, 10 a.m. And I always forget every time. Yeah, so. it's 10, 10 a.m. Pacific. 1 o'clock. Right after lunch. Okay, we'll put that on our calendar, one o'clock. Obviously, we're getting the pre-pop here. And it's going to be, you know, sometimes these are like buy ahead of the event and then sell them after the event. But this is not only big for Apple, it's also big for the market. Because if Apple starts to roll over, it will take the rest of the market with it. So um, if Apple continues to rally, it will take the rest of the market with it. So whether you're an Apple trader or not, keep your eye on your screen. After one o'clock, you might get some volatility. Uh, 110 to 120 has kind of been keeping the market in check here over the last five sessions. We talked about that 110 support. And then uh, also the my big number on the upside, and it, it's just you talk about, uh, you know, things coming together for you. Uh, 124.81, uh, that was your pre-split price, right? And uh, we rallied substantially off that, came back down through it. Uh, so there's your area. And then also that just fits in with uh, half of this move from uh, 137.98 down to 110. So big area there. If it gets up, could get up there 124.50, 124.75. Another seven bucks away. Uh, but that's key. That's key. More upside in Apple, more upside in the market. Right now, 120.50 is your three-day high. Let's continue on the merry yeah. parade here. Where do you want to go? And just on that Apple event quickly, uh, like you said, Dennis, it, it'll be uh, new, uh, the new watch, probably a new iPad, maybe like a, a new laptop, but not a new I think iPad. it's focused on the watch, though, I thought. I'm yeah. not super. I'm At not, least that's what I read. Not, not an iPhone. The iPhone event is, is, is usually in October. It would be uh, a big surprise if we announced anything iPhone today, but that'll be a month from now. So, you know, I, I got to say, full disclosure, I'm just not super happy with my iPhone watch. I, I'm actually Why? market for What's wrong with that? Yeah. What's, what's uh, Apple watch, Joel? What's wrong with it? Well, the main thing is, is when you swim, it doesn't, it doesn't count when you kick. Okay. You know, when you use a kickboard. Right. Okay. It doesn't count that. So it doesn't accurately reflect, you know. Did you write Apple and I mean, get that in there for you avid swimmers out there? I, what, I tell you I what. Think I think it's just impressive you can wear it underwater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, but the good thing is, is that I, I, I like it when I can just like on the weekends, I'm running around and stuff. I don't have to bring my phone with me. And that's nice, you know, because I got the watch. So, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's uh, – you know, six one half dozen the other. I think the real thing here, more important, Apple is uh, clearing that one twenty, that one twenty four fifty five. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Apple announced a stock split uh, a month and a half ago, and that helped their stock. And we're getting another stock split announcement here. Yes, uh, actually, yesterday after the close, Nextera Energy. Uh, they gave some guidance, mm-hmm. uh, and they also announced a four for one. Stock split. As soon as they announced this, the split, the stock just blasted off very quickly. I mean, algos were all over this too. It blasted off quickly. Stock is trading up 15 points. We know, like I've been even looking, you know, that you know the, tr- the trade is the next split. They're really going to buy the hell out of it. It's a utility company. So it's interesting that they still buy the hell out of it, <laughs> even though it's a utility company. I mean, it's up 5%. Basically, yeah, the guidance is okay. But I'll tell you, it wouldn't be up 5% if they hadn't announced the split. So um, it, it, it kind of, I, I was expecting a tech stock to have the next split, but it's not the case. Obviously, we know Apple and Tesla. It's going to be NEE. 
So we're getting a huge pop here. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to double here because Apple double and Tesla double. And we're going to get this pre-split run. It's a utility company, though. So I'm not chasing it, but ah. split trade is on. So I'm not going to short either because these things might just get silly. Does Robinhood grab a hold of a utility company? I I'm not so know. sure about that, but it's definitely up 5% because they're splitting it. I would say that utilities are the least talked about sector on Benzinga's pre-market prep show. I, we just never talk utilities. Why? They're boring. Who, <laughs> I, you I'm just you saying. own utilities in your long-term portfolio. That's what you do. And you collect the dividends. Dividend. Yep. I mean, yep. we could do a little utility talk here, though, because you know what? They haven't been getting the love. And we actually saw some of the laggards show life yesterday. So let's forget about NEE for a bit because I'm not chasing a stock of 15 points. But what about a Southern? I mean, you look at SO and the stock is down substantially, probably not going away. It's still a utility, 4.83% dividend. The high was over $60. It's at 52 and change, close 53. You interested in, you know, like, like a Southern or we could go local. DT Energy though has been kind of moving. It's kind of opposite of Southern. It's uh, got most of its um, loss yeah. back from, the, from uh, the March COVID crisis. I don't know. Do we want to add some utilities here? What are your thoughts? Ah, I mean, like you said, they're good for your long-term portfolio. Uh, DTE, I, I lose my power as as too much. Not, uh, yeah. What was yeah. the as long as PCG? PCG. What's going on with yeah? What's going on with PCG? <laughs> they're still going through bankruptcy. So if that's the, the the moral of the story is, make sure your utility company doesn't cause wildfires. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you just want to do, you know, not have um, what's it, UTX? What's the the utility um, ETF? XLU. XLU. I mean, I guess not an herb trader. I am in the XLU right now. I actually do trade, so I shouldn't talk down the utilities. We don't talk about them on the show because they're boring to talk about. You know how I like boring. I trade the utilities every day. I trade stocks like Southern every day. I trade the XLU against them. So, you know, it's just nice herbs. Those are nice herbs to trade. So obviously XLU is up pretty substantially here this morning, I believe. And I just know my ETFs because I trade them all the time. NEE is a huge chunk of the XLU. And if we just go look at it right now, I believe it is the biggest component and it's going to be bigger after today. It is 16.48% of the XLU. By 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 far the biggest one. So if you're wondering why XLU is up so much today, that is all NEE because NEE up 5% and this is 16%. So you can quick do the math. The, a lot of that gain in XLU today is thanks to NEE. Yeah. Oh boy. It's given back eight bucks already. Seven bucks. This thing got to 304, Dennis. 304 and you're at 297. So It's the split trade. Everybody's yeah, talking about split it's... trade. They're like, I don't care. It's a utility stock. Buy, 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 buy. It's splitting. <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be the follow through that we saw in Tesla and Apple, like the, for the days and the days, because this is a utility stock that typically doesn't go anywhere. I mean, look at the last month of two months of trading in any, we've gone nowhere. We've just been hanging around at 280 and the market's up substantially. We know this isn't a huge dividend one. Um, it's only 1.89% and it's still probably best of breed. You can even look at the charts and say, man, they've always been firing on all cylinders from a utility perspective. But it is a utility stock. To expect this to go to three fifty or four hundred dollars no. on the split, I think, is nuts. So I'm not chasing it here today. Uh, I'd have to agree with you. And uh, what else is there? Was there Southern? You mentioned that was a little sleepy. PCG's hanging out. Uh, Duke is Duke. How's Duke Energy doing? They've, they're coming back. I mean, DTE has actually been one of the better ones, um, if you're just looking at the big five, really. And if you want to look at the big five, obviously NEE is the big one. Dominion, you know, they had some bad headlines they back, came back late summer. Yeah, they, they did. Then you got Duke and Southern. AEP is another one. American Electrical Power. Um, these are all decent dividend plays, and they're all near, you know, they're not that far off the lows. So I kind of like the utilities in the long-term portfolio. If you don't have any exposure to any utility, I kind of like, you know, the exposure here because I think, you know, a few of these stocks could come back. I mean, if you just want to buy the XLU too, it's 3.22% dividend, which, you know, gives you all of them. So maybe that's the way to go about it too. I always kind of like stock picker, right? So my longer-term stuff, I like to pick stocks. Remember AES, Dennis, back in the day? AES is still... 
Yeah, it's still around, but that was uh, back in the bright office when that – I'll have to go way back, but that was like a $40, $50, $55 stock, and that thing used to move with the S&Ps. I don't know why, but now it's just kind of like a boring old $18 stock. But all right, enough of utility talk. NVIDIA, let's go, to, let's go to the movers again. NVIDIA, huge move yesterday, holds most of the, the games. Year. Yeah, we're going opposite. We're going right to the <laughs> back to the, the the hot stuff. Chat wants Nvidia. Jackie's in there wants Nvidia. Let's go. NVDA five twenty nine up another fourteen points this morning. I believe getting love from Needham here this morning. That is um, correct. With a PT Whew. pump. Uh, I mean, this stock, you know, pays a big premium for Arm Holdings. We know it paid nine billion more than SoftBank did a few years ago. Uh, they like the synergies. They pop the stock 30 bucks. Not only they pop the stock another 14 bucks here today. It's a big move. You're coming in NVIDIA now, though. You got to say, oh, this was 475 two days ago. Now it's 530. Is it worth 15% more today than it was yesterday or two days ago because of ARM Holdings? Maybe, but that's a big deal. That was a big deal. It that's was. like the largest tech deal, right? Right? One, one of the bigger ones of the year yeah. for sure. I thought I saw that it was the biggest tech deal ever. That's what no, I thought. Not I a saw. forty billion. That's got to be a wrong no? headline for sure. There's been a lot of bigger tech deals than forty billion. Okay. I would think no. It got to be like this. I don't know. Out there, maybe biggest chip deal. Five yeah, there you go. Probably biggest chip deal. There you go. Uh, I got a level for you. Someone's sneaky out here at five thirty. I don't know who they are, but they're just under five thirty. Maybe a little iceberg there, and that's been the high for the pre-market session here, going back for the last couple hours. Don't see anything on the dailies. The only thing five thirty-two and a half. That's halfway back of this move. So no dailies, no you know nothing hard to lean on. Except it looks like you got a sneaky seller here. So I look at that resistance. How do you see a sneaky seller? You always say this on the show. It comes up every other day. I want you to define how you know a seller is sneaky and how you know a seller is not sneaky. Uh, are you looking at the upper left chart? Yes, we're all going to look at the upper left chart. Show me the sneaky seller. Right here. He's been here for, for Can you a write sneaky seller? I don't your... know. My, uh, I don't know what's going on with my uh, – my Oh, you can't. Are you going to be drawing those nice lines? Yeah, I had all those lines. That, that, see, it shouldn't be there. I clicked up here. But just, just – Noted for today, and we'll see what the action is tomorrow. They're probably not showing a big order. They want out at 5.30. Since uh, 7.45 this morning, your highs are 29.68, 29.39, and then 29.70, 29.70. So they're there. They're, so when you, know, you see multiple highs in the same area on the intraday chart, that makes, you think, there's a big, that makes you think there's a big fish unloading there. Yes. A sneaky seller equals a big fish unloading. Yeah, or yeah, or someone just took it home overnight, trying to work out of it. They don't want to show an offer. They bought it. Maybe they bought it. Well, you couldn't have bought it bad. You could have bought it bad yesterday because what did you trade up to yesterday? Oh, look at that. Yesterday's high, 532.60. That's 10 cents off to 50% retracement. I mean, everything's adding up here. So important, important. They missed the, yeah, they missed the 50%. So sneaky. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, that's a level just for now. But, you know, let's see what happens at yesterday's high, 532.60. Let's stay in tech for a few minutes. We got this key bank note, and they said basically to buy every tech stock that's Let's on the go, yeah. planet. They put a buy on Match, Snap, Netflix, IAC, Angie, Home Services, Facebook, Pins, Google, Roku, Trade Desk. Did I miss any? Uh, yeah, well, let's see. Neutral on Spotify. We don't care about neutrals because we uh, hate neutral ratings on the show. I think so they don't tell me anything. I think you got all of them. There's like a dozen. I think you got all of them. There's a lot of them in there. So, I mean, the big ones that are moving this morning, Roku's up 3.5%. The Trade Desk is ripping higher. It's up over 17 bucks now. Oh, Which one? TTD. Oh, that's a mover. Yeah. That's been just a monster stock. And obviously, you know, it's been in the gutter here for about a week and a half with the rest of tech. There's a, uh, an analyst bullish thesis here. Take us out of the gutter, Mr. Al Conan. Uh, maybe, maybe. Temporarily, I, for sure. I, it's up I 17 think, bucks. Yeah, it's up 17 <laughs> bucks. Uh, last print at 441. When I see these kind of things, uh, I think one of two things. Either, like, they hired a new analyst. Uh, there was a Probably. Former, from a former Robinhood trader and, uh, you know, comes in and, you know, 
is the first day at the firm and says, hey, I like all these stocks. Sometimes you see that. Like, a, a, So this is kind of, I mean, all these initiations all on the same day. So I can't confirm or deny that. Uh, but that's kind of what it's looking. This stock is up. I think it's up on pretty light volume. Great support under 420. You could do, you know, halfway back of that move, just under five, like 460, 470. Uh, don't know if you're going to see that today, but just kind of looks like the market too. Got a little bit overdone, came down, found support where it found support before, and now it was on the rebound. But yeah, I just, I'd have to maybe call, what firm was that? that well, the, that? Analyst, the, analyst, the analyst in question was at Raymond James for seven years, and he joined KeyBank in, gotcha. in June. So he's coming in with his buying shoes on, fully equipped, buying shoes, ready to rock and roll. Also putting a buy rating on Netflix, uh, which Jackie and OP want to talk about in the chat. So let's do it. NFLX has been in the gutter again with the rest of tech for the last week and a half. Up nine bucks here. Nice bounce. I'm going to say 500 bucks is major resistance just because you get those big psychological levels. We know there'll be some open interest there too, probably on the weeklies, probably on the monthlies, probably. And obviously we have an option expiration monthly. So you always got to think about the pinning action as well. I'm going to say it's going to struggle to get over 500. And uh, we're only 45. I'm not talking today. I'm talking this week. Yeah, you got to – this one really hasn't uh, woken up uh, from its slumber, right? Was there some – was there a downgrade yesterday or something? I'm just yeah, curious. why didn't it participate is what Mr. Alcon yeah. was saying because we saw a lot of tech actually doing was, well yesterday and Netflix did not participate. You know what? You're seeing some of the COVID plays, like the stay-at-home plays. They didn't participate that well. Some of the gamers you know, really didn't rally much yesterday. The rally was driven by Tesla. And it's getting driven again by Tesla, which we'll get to in a second. And um, some of your other I I can give you a potential theory that that I don't personally buy, but that that it's out there. Okay. Uh, There was the there was that 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 Twitter movement last week. The hashtag cancel Netflix because they they've got some new show that I I guess is uh, has people upset. Um, And then some some market research firm came out and said that Netflix is seeing higher churn as a result. Of, uh, of of this 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 cancel Netflix movement from the past week or so. I don't I don't I don't buy that. I think all these uh, these you know viral hashtags are so short lived. They're almost meaningless. Uh, and and uh, but that that could be a reason. I saw several headlines about Netflix. Netflix is what, what's the name of the show? Uh, the show is called Cuties. Um, and what I, do they do? What's the wasn't that like about? a stuffed animal or something, a cutie or something? Uh, I, 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 there's some build a bear. There's some criticism out there that it, it, it sexualizes uh, children. Uh, oh. People are upset about that. Yeah. So, cancel Netflix has been a thing, and then someone is someone is saying that that's that's leading to more churn on their subscribers. I don't. I never heard of the firm that that came out with that churn comment yesterday. Uh, but I, these are generally short-lived things. These sort of viral hashtags so the uptrend from last october yeah is somewhat in jeopardy and i think it's still kind of holding here but you know it depends how you draw your jeff Mackey purple crayon that's always the funny thing you draw these trend lines and you know carter worth will be on cbc saying they draw themselves it's not actually true you're drew it and then you just decide how to connect the dots i mean sometimes you're like i can stretch this line a little bit to grab this other part so (laughs) it's not exactly rocket science but the trend is looking tired. We'll say that. And if it breaks down below 471 for whatever reason, I don't know if it's going to be cuties or it's going to be something else, 471 would be my line in the sand. I do not want to see this make a new low if I was long it. I would be very concerned. And it's a slippery slope down to 400. I don't know. I'm more of a seller of this rally. I've seen you know a lot of charts here today, and some of them look pretty good. This one doesn't look that great. I don't like the fact it didn't participate yesterday. Yes, it is up because obviously you get a key bank, you get a big note, you know, they're bullish. It's going to be up. The question is, is today's rally more of a selling opportunity? I think it is. And I think if it gets up near 500, I think I might even try it on the short side. 
Yeah, this this chart does look a little broken here. You're mentioning that low from yesterday, which is uh four seventy one thirty. Maybe you got to give it a little bit more room. You had a four sixty six fifty five low, another low at uh, four sixty seven fifty four. So that that sixty six fifty five that's been the low since it made that all time high. So I I know you're using the four seventy one if it takes that out, but I agree this is kind of I don't know headed kind of little head and shouldery here. Tried to rally back, but the market got turned back. So I agree. Netflix uh, what's a driver. Yeah, it's a it's a tired chart. It's not a sneaky chart. It's a tired chart. All right. Before we get to Tracy Reiniak in five minutes, I want to cover Lenara's earnings from yesterday. Uh, they were they were good. They beat the estimate on their EPS and on their revenue. Uh, stock though down three percent this morning. It popped originally on the news yep. um, because it was a good report, and the algo just buys every good report that it does. Um, and then, you know, they've done this with the home builders. That's like a lot of high expectations in this. I mean, Lennar was sitting up there near all-time highs. It made new all-time highs after hours, getting up over $80. And then they're like, nah, you know what? Expectations are high. And they started hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Maybe it was the guidance because the guidance came out a couple minutes later and they started hitting it. But they knocked this down all the way down to the 75 handle. That being said, home builders are still firing on all cylinders here. Am I a buyer of the pullback? I don't know. I think – is Tracy going to talk to the home builders a bit? She's gonna, yes. Maybe we should save it for her. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I have, I'm going to give no opinion on Lennar. I could be talked into either way. So we'll see if Tracy can talk me into a Lennar. Okay. Uh, Spencer, can we roll the tape uh, from uh, the afternoon show from yesterday? But I guess I was a, a little bit off. I thought it was going to pop. I thought you might get something like juicy, like 81 to 82. Pop in the drop. Remember that, Spencer? Yeah, he did say that. I did. I, I, said, that. I said, yeah. don't get faked out if this thing goes through 80 because these home builders a lot of times oh, nice. will pop oh. and drop. But I was I was a little bit higher. I thought it might get to 81. But you've dropped. You put in a pre-market low at 75.15. Would we have anything on the dailies there? 74.93. I'll call 75. I mean, you Back to buck fifty, you know, you're a buck fifty off it. I think shorts are probably. Oh man, if it gets, I wish I would have covered it that pre market low. So still uh, uptrend intact. Uh, needs to hold seventy five dollars. Uh, and then I want to cover a couple more headlines before we bring Tracy on. I'll do three sure. M here. They gave some numbers yesterday. They gave, they announced, or this morning, they announced uh, their August sales growth rose two percent on a year-over-year basis. They gave some guidance for Q3 sales uh, in the eight point two to eight point three billion dollar range, which was above the consensus estimate. So uh, strong uh, healthcare uh, sales for the company, and uh, they raised guy or they gave a good uh, sales guidance figure. Got a big number, 170. Yeah. I, I, and above that, it starts to break out because this has been a resistance point if we go back to uh, when everybody had to own the stock for the masks uh, back in June and then it got overdone. It's been a consolidation station ever since. Above 170, it starts to get interesting and it looks like it's going to try to do that today. So yeah. it could be in breakout mode. Yep. Uh, just uh, short term here, uh, 171. Keep an eye on that. That's been the high for the last half hour, 45 minutes. You're not too far away from that. You snuck over 170 a few days ago, 170.42. So been in a trading range. This has been the top of the trading range since June. So maybe get a, a breakout. Overall, though, this stock just never recovered. It did uh, 2018, that uh, all-time high at 260, and then under 120 in a financial crisis. So overall, not a not a great performance if uh, you know for if you're holding this in a long-term portfolio compared to the overall market. S&P is trying to get to 3,400. We'll probably do that momentarily. Uh, up 27 handles at 33.99 and a quarter. A lot of rotation helping the markets yesterday too. You saw a lot of laggards, like we hinted earlier, actually performing very well yesterday. Stocks, um, How like real Boeing. Estate, Dennis. How about real estate? Best sector yesterday, XLRE. And again, that was the reopening trade coming on because you can see you know, not only real estate, retail was very good yesterday. Stocks like Kohl's blasting off yesterday. Stocks like, um, you know, you can look at you know, a pile of retailers were having really good days yesterday. So 
it, this is the kind of market that it continues. The money rotates into the reopening, and then it rotates out and rotates couple in. Days, it seems yep. like they can't get going, though. Like, every time they rally for a couple of days and they just give it back. Is this the start of it? I mean, you look at the airline stocks, and they've just gone so, you know, American Airlines. has just gone nowhere. It's like flatline for two and a half months. Is eventually the reopening going to be for real? And is eventually American Airlines catch a bed? I mean, Delta's done a little bit better than American Airlines. Maybe I'm picking the worst one, but UAL has been flatlined for two months too, just hanging around 35. Boeing has been drifting down. So what are your thoughts here? Like, do we eventually have to start looking at these airlines as, you know, potentially a catch-up trade? Uh, Is there a vaccine out there? Well, it's it's anticipation of a vaccine yeah. coming. I mean, yeah. I look around, and I don't know where you guys, but it's not that many people that are that scared of COVID anymore. Um, you know, I see, you know, where I'm at, people are going about, and yes, you know, people are wearing masks indoors, but the social distancing has been minimal, you know, to a certain extent. A lot of people, I've loosened up to a certain extent as well. I mean, we're still trying, you know, to do our best, but it's difficult. So, like, I mean, I, even, you know, to the point where, you know, you look, schools are reopening. Canada, they've, you know, we've, we have the option. I've, I've got my boy in grade one, and he's doing the virtual school. We're trying to go through that. He started 8.30 this morning. But I'm like, how is this going to work? Even this virtual school, it looks really tough. We've got the teacher. They're on, like, a Zoom call with 20 other kids, and they're trying to teach. And the kid's supposed to sit there for, like, three hours and then have an hour lunch break and then sit there for another three hours. I'm not sure how it's going to work. So, Eventually, the reopening trade, I think, just happens. I mean, let's bring Tracy in to get thoughts because a lot of stocks she's going to talk about are potentially affected by the reopening trade as well. Uh, Tracy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. We're just talking reopening. And obviously, yesterday, we saw a little bit of the reopening trade start to come back into favor. We saw real estate stocks start to catch a bid. We saw some of the retail stocks start to catch a bid. Um, This market's been full of rotation. What are your thoughts here? Well, um, I'm not big on the reopen trade, actually, because until we get that disaster package, there isn't really going to be much reopening. This is my problem with the airline stocks that you guys were just talking about. You know, American is cutting service to like 12 cities or something starting October 1st. And some of those cities aren't going to have any service going forward here in the fall. And they're just not seeing the demand return, obviously because of the virus. And you know they're going to lay off all these other people on October first because they didn't get an aid package. So until we get that aid package, I don't know. I'm just not into any of the recovery plays. We are seeing a little bit more optimism because. Um, you know, the COVID cases have come down. I think we're at between 25,000 and 30,000 a day now, and that's lower than what we were at. And that's super good and a good sign. But I think nobody really knows what's going to happen this fall when we start to get the cooler weather, people start to go back inside, flu season, all of that. So there's a lot of like iffy things out there about the recovery Um, those plays in particular. You know, I'm not sure on the cruise lines, I'm not sure how many people are going to be going on those cruises this fall, like they're hoping, but this is all wait and see, obviously. So if you want to stay away from, you know, a lot of these reopening plays per se, what do you like out there right now, Tracy? Well, you guys were just talking about the housing uh, plays, and I like related to that because we are still going to be focused on our homes for at least the next six months, maybe even longer, but hopefully not longer, but at least six months. And so people are, you know, doing the renovations. Those who have their jobs are looking around and they're like, eh, you know, I I really can't stand this couch anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at it for too long. Right. They're buying new, new things. They're buying new accessories for the wall. They are painting, they're doing all these things. And then we have the people you were just talking about, Lennar, going out there and actually buying new houses. And then we add on the demographic issues that have nothing to do with COVID, but everything to do with the millennials being the largest generation and the biggest birth year of the millennials are now age 28. 
and they're getting married later between 28 and 32. So they're about to get married. They're about to form, you know, new family units. And that means they will be buying housing. They're going to transfer out of those apartments that were all built in the last decade, mostly in major downtown cities or suburbs of those areas. And they're going to want to get a house, a townhouse, something, especially now with outdoor space, <laughs> some kind of backyard. You got to have at least a backyard. So that's a multi-year phenomenon with these home builders that, you know, we're only beginning to see the start of that with the furniture, because every time you buy a new property, you buy new things for it. And that's multi-year. You're talking about appliances, multi-year. And if you're looking for a new job, new career, the home builders, all of them have said they cannot find enough labor. So they need electricians, they need drywall hangers, they need the landscapers, they need painters. They said they can't find enough people to paint yeah. the inside of their new houses. So a lot of good opportunities out there that we don't really, you know, think about, I think because we've been kind of tainted from 2008, 2009, the bursting of the housing bubble, and we all still are thinking in that way that housing is bad, but now housing is going to be very good and hopefully will provide at least some economic boost here coming out of the COVID. So, so Tracy, you're, you're, this, this to you is a demographic play. You're not concerned so much about the fact that the home builders and stocks like Home Depot have all had just massive runs. Um, it is one thing I'm looking at, except when you see what the earnings are doing on the home builder side, they're still insanely cheap, even though they've had this big run up. So most of them are trading under 15 times with the forward PE. Some of them are in single digits still because the E side is on the increase and should be for a couple of years. Now the big, the big box guys like Home Depot, I've been a fan for years, Lowe's, they're going to still crush it. It's a little too pricey for me here. <laughs> if you get any kind of pullback, I would, I would look to enter in on a bigger pullback, but take a look at like Wayfair that, you know, it's been soaring all year. I used to hate Wayfair up until this year because- now, now you use it, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And they, you know, had no way to actually be make money up until this year. And they were just in kind of a race to the bottom of free, um, free shipping and all of that with Amazon, but they really turned it around They've really captured a lot of customers they otherwise might not have captured who really do enjoy shopping on them now. And, you know, the earnings have really turned around. I think they are maybe one of the most dramatic earnings turnarounds I've seen this year. I mean, they were going to, they lost $8 last year and they're going to make two thirty-four dollars or so is the estimate for this year. Oof. So that's just a huge turnaround. And the stock has come back down here. It's fallen about, um, I think it's like 14, 15% off its recent highs. So that's a little more attractive to me. I know, you know that it's had this big run up, but at least I'm getting in, if I were to get in here, a little bit cheaper than what it was doing. And buy the dip, right, Tracy? Trying to buy the dip in this Well, that's one. what this is, yeah, yeah. But any of these um, kind of interesting online type of retailers, like Etsy actually falls in this category too. You don't really think of Etsy as having home goods, but it was a huge category for them last quarter. It was like over a billion worth of sales in the home goods category on Etsy as well. But that stock has seen a huge run up too. So any of these uh, super hot kind of COVID plays you might want to wait to get a bigger pullback, but yeah, anything in the home, the home area is, is kind of being ignored strangely, even though obviously Wayfair and Etsy were not because of the COVID play. 
We're on the line with Tracy Reinag. She's a stock strategist at Zach's Investment Research. Uh, joining us here on Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep Show. Uh, Tracy, I never noticed this before, but I, I was just looking at your bio. And uh, before you were at uh, Zach's, uh, you worked for a law firm uh, representing tech titans and 100, Fortune 100 companies in San Francisco and, and Silicon Valley. Uh, <laughs> So you were there. You were there. I was. So what can you draw <laughs> any parallels to what you're seeing in the tax, tax you know, not in individual issues, but just overall, based on your experience in that role, what you're seeing now in some tax stocks? Um, some of it feels very familiar to the late 1990s, for sure. But I do feel like this pullback is a little bit helpful. It's, uh, you know, getting some of the froth out of the market that we needed. Uh, but yes, some of the speculation, some of the excitement is the same. Um, it was, you know, you bought anything in the late 90s when you were in San Francisco or Silicon Valley. You would drive down the street and there was like a new, you know, dot com like showing up in strange locations or you you live in an apartment complex and suddenly there'd be like a dot com in the apartment next to you and you know with like a ton of computers just like plugged in and so i feel like some of that is happening now you can tell with like the robin hood excitement and back in the day it was we were all buying these mutual funds that had all the tech stocks in them and then obviously just QQQs, it's back on everybody's lips, right? That was, you know, launched back in the day. But I, I do know that myself included, we all dove in on all of them, including, you know, the tech titans back then were Microsoft, Cisco, Dell, and Intel. And it is interesting that at least Microsoft is back to being one of the leaders again, 20 years later. But if you look at the charts about what happened to Microsoft after the late 1990s into the sell-off after 2000, the stock went nowhere for 13 years, like literally nowhere. And then finally started you know, to inch higher. And then only in the last couple of years did we really see these big gains that everybody loves right now. But I caution people that eventually we may see a similar type of play. Um, yeah, you can see going back to the 2015 on that one chart, like it was just kind of hanging out for a white number. Long of time, years. I know. Yeah. A lot so, gave you a lot of time to get in. Uh, Trace, I just want to ask you um, the election. I mean, now I know you do your earnings forecast, and it's hard to forecast politics. Uh, volatility picking up here a little bit um what do you think i mean are we it's impossible to predict who's gonna win the election there could be uh you know there's gonna be volatility either way are, are you incorporating uh you know the outcome of the election at all to any of your analysis um not really because i feel like the market cares more about the disaster aid package and all what's going on with that okay and getting its free money again than it does about November. Although, of course, the market would be, um, you know, pricing in if it thought it was gonna go one direction or another. And I don't feel like it really is yet. So I'm not really paying that much attention to that, but in certain sectors, I am doing the usual presidential plays. And yeah. by that, it, like with the healthcare stocks, especially the health insurers, we saw this in 2012 and 2016, and now here again in 2020, those health insurance stocks usually will come down a bit or they just kind of tread water. That would be like United Health Group and those, those types of names because they're waiting to see who's gonna get in there, whether or not, you know, what's gonna happen with Obamacare basically. <laughs> um, so those types of plays you can, uh, you know, play them based on what's going to happen. Also, the gun stocks, similar. They usually rally into the presidential election if they think the Democrat is going to win because everybody is going out and buying the guns if they think a Democrat's going to win versus 
the Republican, then they're, they're not as fearful of some kind of, you know, regulation changes or things like that. So both of those are always being played out right in the months leading up to the presidential election. So I prefer to kind of play the sectors than the whole market overall. And I guess, Tracy, uh, I guess we're undefeated in football so far, right? We are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that Big Ten vote comes out, but uh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I, I, the Big Ten's in a pickle, man. They, they put, they back themselves into a hole. They're losing a lot of money, but they're, I think they're, I think they're going to stand firm, but uh, so it's, it's a tough situation. It is. I feel really bad for all the student athletes. You know, there's also like volleyball is a fall sport and they can't play either. And, you know, if you're a senior, that's, it's pretty crushing, I feel. So I don't know. I hope maybe, you know, we can play in the spring some of these sports. And so some of the student athletes, you know, can get a chance to close out their college careers. Uh, Tracy Roniak, as you mentioned, is the stock strategist at Zach's Investment and Research. Tracy, thanks so much for the time today. Thanks for having me. Always fun. All right. Thanks, Tracy. A uh, couple more headlines I wanted to cover before we do some ticker time here. Uh, Carnival and CVS. So Carnival announced in a filing uh, that they have uh, entered an agreement with a couple of investment bankers to sell up to $1 billion worth of stock. <sighs> Not saying they will, just saying they can if they want to. So some big fish maybe wants out of carnival. Until we go back to yeah. you know wh- where we were prior to March, they're going to have to keep doing yep. fundraising. I mean, the the carnival, you know, the, the cruise ships are ground zero for this. And you can say airlines, but at least you know with airlines, there's you know the business travel aspect. There will be some essential travel with airlines. Where cruise lines, it's all. You know, there's no essential cruise line. Uh, you know, you got no essential travel on this. This is just all just if you want to go on a cruise or not. And people are spooked on cruises. So this is, you know, definitely needs a vaccine. The day we get the official vaccine announcement, these things are all going to pop 50%. But, you know, who knows when that is when we actually get it. And until that day, they're going to keep continuing to have to dilute to survive. So it's hard to be a buyer of like an RCL when it's run up 20 bucks here from the 50 and say, well, eventually it's going to be back. We're going to be back to normal. Well, that might be the case, but it might be with a lot more shares outstanding, meaning meaning you've got less piece of the pie. So I do believe they all survive. I just think there's going to be a dilution aspect here that's going to continue to obviously uh, disappoint shareholders here. And it's obviously that way today too, where they're preparing themselves for more dilution. 19 bucks. I mean, to me, that's a line in the sand. We're trading down 48 cents to 17.37. Uh, just under 19. You hit 19, I believe it was last week. Uh, you hit uh, 18.92. That was on September 8th. 18.75. I mean, that's just that's top of this uh, range here. You kissed 19 back in July, I believe, in June 19.35. So that's what you need. And you're a buck a half, a buck and a half away from that uh bunch of lows in the same area too you're approaching those uh 1710 so 1719 training range uh over the last look seven sessions so keep an eye on that today if you're training carnival cruise line ccr we talked about this before i never was a big big fan of cruises pre-covid except a cruise to alaska if you get a chance to do that you got to do it but um We'll see. It's going to take a while. RCL has been a little bit stronger, uh, but that has uh, that's up near the top of the training range too. Seventy-five stopped it dead in its tracks in June. It was sniffing uh last week and earlier this week. So seventy-five top of the training range here so far. RCL. And then CVS just reaffirmed their guidance. Uh, What's everybody. with these drugstores? I mean, I. I I'm not happy with my Walgreens, man. They don't have stuffs on the shelves. I don't know if they're thinking of closing, but man, Dude, it's, it, it's all it's supply chains, man. Is it? They're all messed up. That's not good. They're all messed up. That's not good. No, no, it's not. Walgreens has been a disaster even before COVID, though. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, it was. Here. This, yep. th- this has been going down for years. You know, the stock has had a hundred bucks back in 2016. And it's been basically straight down since 2018, 80 to 60 to 40, COVID not helping matters whatsoever. 
Um, does it eventually have some value? I mean, there's been value investors in here for a long time and they've been burned. It's been a value trap, 5.28% dividend. I've not liked Walgreens for a long time. I don't know if there's a point in time where I will like it, but it's not right now. Uh, and what did they uh, buy uh, Boots Alliance? I mean, can you can you pinpoint that? I know that was a few years ago. And probably change, the top. Yeah, you change your symbol from WAG to WBA. I mean, you're gonna get pounded. Get them out of the sticker symbol. Oh man! All right, all right, we're reaching. Uh, on here that now. note, I'm going to the chat. Let's do some ticker time here for the last five minutes of the show. I, I saw uh, someone bring up Tata Motors earlier. TTM. Uh, as an example, when Joel was talking about stocks being sleepy uh, and or, or or sneaky, I think sneaky was, was what he was saying. But uh, both, he said it, both. Yeah, it's both. It's sneaky both. and sleepy. Yeah. What's going on with this one? Electric cars are back, right? Or they're they're more in electric cars. I don't know. What are you going to do here? You're trading up eight cents. Uh, I just look at this one for a potential breakout. Ten twenty four, ten thirty. Pair of highs there. Coming up on the monthly over 10 bucks. I don't know. I mean, you know where you're wrong if it takes out that low from July. Uh, not from July, but where was the low? This hasn't moved much off the low. Oh, it did get to 392. Dennis, I, you don't trade this one much, do you? Do we lose Dennis? No, I had a trade going on, so oh, I don't know what, okay. stock what stock were you talking about? TTM. You're not even going to want to talk about it. Nah, I don't trade Next. All, all right. To the, uh, to the chat we go. Let's see. Let's go and look at hmm. – oh, waste management. I haven't looked at them Waste in a while. management. Yeah. That's a – That's so been fun. unreal. That it's stock's fun been fun unreal for years. The Buffett stock? It's been it's been a high, it's been a great performer for a long time. I mean, this was the deal. You know, when it got down eighty five dollars in COVID, waste wasn't going away. We need waste no. management services. That was the buy. It's come all the way back. It's near the near the highs. Um, I guess one twenty six was the high, but I think eventually it does make new all time highs here again. I'd be a buyer pullbacks on waste management. Uh, big day yesterday. Uh, follow through today. Uh, maybe if you want to buy support, maybe try and buy it at the closing price from yesterday. But uh, moving up, 120. Are we going to get a look at 120 here? I think that'd be a good level. That was your high back in 120.55. That was your March high uh, before the, the sell-off down to 85. So that's the only thing I can give you here in Waste Management WM. All right, and we should probably talk about DraftKings just for a second here. I am working on getting a sports betting guest on the show potentially this week, but they announced the deal yesterday with ESPN and Caesars uh, yeah. regarding uh, a partnership there. I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not sure what you can say about this one right now. It's just all-time highs, and that's it. That's all there is to say. Down 12 cents. Penn, DraftKings, yeah. all firing and all cylinders. We've talked this trade. I'm long Penn. I stay long Penn. I still believe, and I said it a while ago, I think it's going to 100 bucks eventually. I like Penn better than DraftKings. It's got Dave Portnoy. It's got the burst deal, and it's got the better uh, valuation. So if I was picking between the two, I'm picking Penn all day. DKNG, though, has performed very well as well. Concerning still that GAN has not taken off, the thing behind the thing, GAN not getting a lot of love. Uh, and uh, you have uh, Penn uh, trading above uh, its all-time high, right? Uh, you had a pair of highs in the stock. It uh, very close. Sixty-six. What was the high from yesterday? No, we're breaking out here again. Sixty-five ninety-four. That was the all-time high for yesterday. Huh? That will be support today. Uh, also, I don't know how you pick a target in something like this. Just maybe your average daily range, or you just hold out for a hundred bucks, like uh, like Dennis said. Uh, someone in the chat pointing uh, in the pre-market chat asking about SPG. I mean, the chart just looks the exact same as like the cruise liners do. They're all uh, waiting for right, a vaccine. Yeah. They're all waiting for the same thing. Waiting for a vaccine. Uh, That's a waiting yeah. chart. We're in the yep. waiting room, waiting for the vaccine. That's all of these stocks are doing the same thing. These reopening stocks that get some life out of some vaccine hopes. Oh no, it's not close. You know what? Back down. It, it's uh, this will be one that doesn't. I mean, it's going to help, but. Malls and mall-based stores. I mean, people have changed their habits. Uh, I mean, I don't see this one ever coming back and making it, you know, that new all-time high. What Taubman. Whatever happened with the Taubman purchase? They, they dropped the deal. Yeah, they dropped did, did the Did they deal. drop the deal? I don't know. They or walked away, they? yeah. I don't think they did. Did they walk away from yeah, it? I thought they just that? lowered the price. Uh, I thought the deal was still on the table. 
when it went for 46 to 28. Yeah, because they lowered they, they they were trying to drop the deal. I don't think that Spencer the deal they dropped. walked away, didn't they? I don't think. I think they've been trying to walk away. I don't think they have walked away from that. Am I right? Am I wrong? Did they actually get out of it? I, I, I would say, without knowing for sure, I would side with Joel because they know he's Chat, I thought that they were just trying to get a reduced price. Uh, let's let's see. Let the chat, let's let the chat. If no, 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 the, 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 the deal is done. It's, it's over. It's a dead deal? Yeah. How yeah. did they get out of that deal? Uh, they, <laughs> they terminated the deal in, in June. For what? Uh, Obviously, obviously, they, you know they want out of the deal, but oh, how do they no, get out of it? Oh, you know what it is? It's not a fit. They, the, a judge needs it, it, It's in court. Ah, see? Denny's right. All right. This so is they, not a dead deal. They're trying because to if it. you're top, man, you're like, I want my 45 bucks. Yeah, good luck. So I would highly doubt that this deal, if this deal was off the table, TCO would be down the 20s. So you can just look at it and say, there's no way TCO is still trading $35 and this is a done deal. They've, if that deal doesn't go through, TCO going to drop big time. But yeah, obviously, they yeah. even had, when we were talking and looking at this, they even had pandemic in, like the, you know, in, in the disclosures, like, you know, of, you know, the reasons why you can't kill the deal. They knew because you know why? Because this deal was started when the pandemic was I going so. on in, in January. So they knew what they were getting into, SPG. So obviously the price was a hell of a lot higher than this. And then, you know, obviously the market thinks it's going to be at a reduced price or the deal is going to get killed. But this is still, you know, potentially on the table. I, I, I want to cover uh, Trex, T-R-E-X. This is on that, on that home builder, building supply trade. Uh, they also have a stock split of, that's effective today. Two for one. T-R-E-X? Yep. So it just split this morning. And just if you split. look here, it's trading up 61 cents. The adjusted close is $69.95. Again, these things are often strong ahead week after the splits. Usually the first morning, sometimes you get a little lift where people come in. They're like, oh, I can buy it cheap. Then they pull the rug out from under them in the afternoon and the thing closes red. I don't know if that's going to happen. It took three days on Tesla and three days on Apple before that happened. Yeah. So the playbook on the splits is a little bit different than what it has been historically. 7150 uh, is what you got to keep an eye on on this one. Uh, Four-day high, 7163, and then seven-day high, 7153. You're buck away from that, but uh, I think that will keep a lid on things. I've used that as resistance. Coming down to support, uh, 65 and a half, 65.60, that was your five-day low. That's a big number here on the downside. So it already split, right? This is yep. his first day. Yep. Yeah. Better hold 65. I see another 65.33 low. So kind of big range there, but that's what the range has been over the last six sessions. One more. Let's look at Beyonce's favorite stock, Lemonade, L-M-N-D. Whose favorite stock? Beyonce, I said. She's a singer. It's I also Dave Portnoy's. Remember, Portnoy was pulling letters out of a hat or something, or not only his letters out of a hat, but he's like lemonade. Everybody likes lemonade. You got to buy a lemonade. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about <laughs> lemonade that. Lemonade stands. They specialize in lemonade stands. Anyway, uh, fintechy, new, new play, new insurance type uh, play here. It stopped going down. Let's <laughs> say that. That's the good news. The bad news is the trend is still absolutely not your friend. It needs to hold the low of 44.11. You see every, a lot of these tech stocks have been hot as hell. This was cold right from the get-go. It got a pop though, Dennis. It got an initial pop. Yeah, but after day two, they've been like straight down (laughs) on this thing. So I don't know. I guess if you're long, you lean on that 44.11. Remember the golden rule, though? When stocks make new all-time lows, you got to go. You never want to own a stock making a new all-time low. So if this, for whatever reason, takes out 44.11, get the hell out. So if I'm buying it, you want to buy for a trade and risk yourself five points, go ahead. Stop yourself out at the low, though. So do not have yourself hold this. And you're going to run into overhead supply issues, too, because everybody's caught long this thing. And it is hard to turn the trend around. Trend is ugly. This is not for me. But if I was long it, I would definitely stop myself out at those lows. Where the street? Do you know where the street prices thing? Obviously, they priced it a little low. They uh, ran it up. I mean, I that was a big all right. No, I don't even know uh, what they do. I just know I, I, what do they do? What does lemonade really do? It's insurance. I told you, it, it, it's insurance. insurance. It's, it's, yeah, but it's not an insurance. It's like fintech insurance, right? Right. It's like it's like yeah. Rocket, like of insurance. Uh. 
I'm not sure. Let's go find out. Let's go to the Bazinga Pro. They, they, they when I Google Trump. lemonade, I'm going to get some kid with a lemonade stand, though. So I got to, like, how do you Google lemonade? They are an lemonade Inc. Company. They are an go. insurance company. That's what the property and casualty insurance company. That's what they do. And it's like a fintech company because it's like. Why is it like a fintech company? What do they do different than, like, AIG and Travelers Group? How do they do it different? Well, it. it, it is operates like a fintech and that it was founded in, in 2015 and is and is you know raised into this incredible valuation in five years i guess uh, my question just to interrupt you one more time which i constantly do i guess my question is why should i give this a tech multiple and a fintech multiple instead of like an aig travelers multiple <laughs> that's my man. question look man i don't know that i think the, i think i think traders are asking themselves the same thing and that's why this thing continues to go down is this just an insurance company? Because if it is, then I got to still look at valuation. If they don't make money, there's not much to look at. If you think this is some huge fintech startup and they're eventually going to grow into the valuation, they're going to expand and take over the entire insurance industry by doing everything online, maybe that's you know good then. So I don't. Maybe we got to do more homework. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with forty nine. I'm just going to, I'm going to base, I'm going to say, okay, you got a little overdone to 44.11 here. You had a pop up to 54 and change. You're coming, you're retracing half of this move. So buyers that missed it at 44 and 45 and 46 are up in their bids here. So as long as this can hold, it's turning up a buck 28 here. As long as it can hold this uh, $49 level, then of course you want to see it take out 55 and make a run. But a uh, little pullback here, if you felt like you missed it, Here's your chance to get in a little bit of a pullback and you can lean on that low. All right. Uh, I love the participation in our chat. All three of them. I want to see some more likes on the YouTube video. I I like you. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate that. I always do. Uh, You can always catch a replay of our show uh, on YouTube or just catch our podcast. It's on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, tune in audio room google etc 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 uh please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used for informational and entertainment purposes not for investing or trading advice uh thanks to our guest today tracy reiniak uh and i think that's all i got so everyone have a good rest of your tuesday joel and i will be back at 3 40 p.m eastern time same place youtube.com slash benzinga tv uh, go to the description of our video for links to Benzinga Pro upcoming events and, of course, the Benzinga store on Shopify. And that'll be that. Everyone have a good rest of your day and good luck. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.